is the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, you jackwagons. Brad Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. Uh, this is uh, indeed the Fade 5 Podcast presented by Suavecito Tequila because it is a hashtag tequila Thursday. And Lundy, you had a Christmas party last night. You just go ahead and crack that sucker open. A little the hair of the dog, I think it's going to alleviate any of the issues that you might have festering in your cavity right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it is one of the things you need after a company Christmas party. Uh, all my crew with Mile High Sports, Mile High Life, Colorado Preps, we all got together uh, in Denver. Brad, at a phenomenal new place. I'm disappointed that you're oh. not here in Denver anymore because you could have joined us. Um, it is a place that just opened five weeks ago called the Basketball Social House. So, oh, Brad, God. I want you to think of basically top golf for basketball. <laughs> tons, of, tons of games, um, phenomenal food, great bar, great service, great people there. Um, so if you are uh, somebody that follows us here on the pod um, or watches the videos or whatever, and you're in the Denver area, uh, as I am, highly recommend that you go check them out uh, in Centennial. Uh, really, really cool spot. Lots of games you can play. Um, they've got a version of it. You get together like a group of three people, and it's essentially scored kind of the way you would do bowling in terms of different frames, hmm. um, shooting from different spots on the court. It's a, it's a ton of fun, and I have no athletic ability, people. None. <laughs> Zero. Um, and we had a great time last night. So uh, I'm disappointed that you are there in uh, middle America and couldn't join us last night. But, man, did we have a good time. So shout out to the crew uh, at Basketball Social House that took really good care of us here uh, in the Mile High City last night for our holiday party. It was a great time. Yeah, I'm envious. And hopefully Basketball Social House has trampolines and seven-foot rims so I can dunk on somebody after about six or seven tequilas. Uh, that's uh, all the athletic ability uh, that yours truly also possesses uh who has more athletic ability well the guys are going to be in action tonight and we have got a monstrous matchup out west a lot of line really for both these teams uh the san francisco 49ers and ain't he purdy uh brock purdy at the controls going against geno smith and the seattle seahawks uh niners uh laying three and a half right now that is not budge it's been that line all week long with a total now of 43. So Captain Hook Yar, uh, who was part of that total, has uh, vanished, has evaporated into the air. So uh, what do you like here? Niners minus three and a half, total of 43 against the Seahawks. Well, the big question, Brad, is who's going to play? Do we have any idea? Is anybody tipped their hat yet? Have they, have, have they shown their cards? Do we have any idea whatsoever? No. Okay. That's well, except for right. Kenneth Walker the third, I think he's going to play because he practiced in full. But just, but even you just said, well, I think, I think, Brad, because Carroll's been non-committal about everything. Well, he's he's too busy. He's at the store buying more gum. Um, yeah, he's yeah, not. He's, a he's, he's actually not paying any attention at practice. He's just trying to figure out uh, exactly where his gum is. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, one of the hottest teams in the NFL, obviously right now um, with the streak that they have been on. But Seattle is not a place uh, that you want to go as a uh, first-time quarterback uh, making a start in a hostile environment on the road. Um, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be loud. I think the twelves in Seattle are going to be really loud tonight. I think. I think Seattle's actually got a shot to win this outright. Yeah, I um, do too. But I love the fact 
that midday yesterday, Brad, this line moved from three to three and a half. I love getting that hook here in this one. So I'm going to take Seattle plus the three and a half. I already said I think they can win it outright. Um, but at the very least, I think this is looking like a field goal game. I'll take 20 to 17 either direction. Either I, I just feel like that's the score that we're going to deal with regardless. And so because I'm taking Seattle plus the three and a half, it doesn't matter to me who winds up winning. But I'm going to say this is 20 to 17 Seattle. Yeah, I'm going to go just slightly higher. I think Seattle's got a really good shot at winning it as well. I see the Niners pull it out, uh, rabbit out of the hat late in the game, 23 to 20. So I'm on the under, and I'm taking Seattle plus the points. And if you look at uh, you know the action right now, it's fascinating at BetMGM. As you and I always get the emails from John Ewing, uh, who uh, oversees all their social media and all of this pertinent information, uh, it, I'm looking at the the splits in this game. 64% of the bets are on the Niners, but 70% of the handle is on Seattle, which uh, tells you there could be some sharp action on the Seahawks and the home team there. Meanwhile, 89% of the handle is on the under, and that's why we've seen the shift from 43.5 down to 43. So honestly, I'll tell you how I played it. I took uh, Seattle plus a 3.5 on the standard line. I did an OGP and took the total up to 48.5. Uh, so build it a little bit of cushion there in case it becomes a sneaky shootout of sorts. And it's plus 160 if that two-legger hits. And uh, that could buy a, a handsome bottle of Suavecito on Yeho. Uh, with oh, yeah. Yeah. Looks, uh, let's get after it and crack open that bottle, por favor, with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, numero cinco, a guy's name. Uh, they got to have spell check here on my MacBook because there is no way in living hell I could spell this, uh, even if my life depended on it. But Kyle Juszczyk, I'm taking the over, baby, on seven and a half receiving yards uh, for the fanciful fullback of the San Francisco 49ers, minus 115. At DraftKings, you look at use check. Now, to be honest, I grabbed this when it opened at six and a half, so it's already up like uh, one lousy yard, and that could play an enormous difference, quite honestly. His last three games, uh, seven targets, seven receptions. He's gone two, 12, and seven yards in those contests. So he's been over uh, just in one of three ever so close last week. But Brock Purdy's look at to him again, two to three times per game. He's averaging right around uh, 13 or 12 routes per contest. And you look at Seattle, they've got a 5.5 receptions, 44 and a half receiving yards per game, the running back position, 16 cats, 16 dudes have gone over this number, though Juszczyk was not one of them in the first matchup in week two, only had one measly target, did not catch that pass uh, from Jimmy Garoppolo, but could be a different story A story for Brock Purdy. Uh, the heat is dialed up. Uh, he could look into the flat to his safety valve underneath, and I say the two receptions that Juszczyk is going to haul is going to lead to at least eight or more receiving yards. Lundy. Vader, follow. Well, I'm with you, Brad. I actually got lucky. I got this at six and a half before it went up. But you know how much I love the one and done props. These are my favorites, yep. man. NBA either made threes, steals, or block shots. Always enjoy those one and done that you can do. And this is the same kind of thing with a one and done uh, with a guy like Juszczyk. Um, and I, as many times as I've spelled his name, Brad, I still can't do it. 
Um, like I, I think I try to put like an extra Z in there. I, I, I always mess it up. I'm right there with you. Um, but so I liked it at six and a half. I'd play it at seven and a half. I'm not going any higher. If this thing moves again, I'm staying away. Um, just in case it is the one catch and he winds up at five yards and we're screwed because he doesn't get the second one. But you're right. He's looking his way. This is a guy that, that they like to have fun with him around the red zone. Um, you know, he's somebody that sometimes you can get some really good payday when it comes to um, uh, uh, an anytime touchdown for him because they do like to work him in. They like to get creative when they get down by the goal line. But love this prop. For me, Brad, got to be honest, this one was number one on my list because I mm. love the I love the one and done aspect. Kyle, J-U-S-Z-Z-Z, don't sleep too hard on use check. Number four. All right, let's work in and under here and live in the land down under on a tight end and a member of the Seattle Seahawks and Noah Fant uh, from that Iowa pedigree, which cranks out tight ends like crazy, and they got a couple of them. They're going to be featured in this game. Of course, the other one we're going to talk about here in a minute, but I'm uh, taking the under on 26 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 at BetMGM. And uh, this number is just way too high in my estimation. Uh, a guy that only had one target last week against the Carolina Panthers, uh, though he has been over this total in four of his last five games. Still, he's averaging just 3.6 targets per game on the season and he is tight end 22 double deuce and average depth of target so he's a nickel dimer in nature you look at san francisco uh given a 4.2 receptions and 32.9 receiving yards per game uh but if you look at the game logs only three that's right three plus size options have gone over the 26 and a half line against them this season so pull it all together uh, only points in one direction and one direction only. That is the under 26 and a half receiving yards on Noah Fant minus 115 at Bet MGM. Lundy, fade or follow. This one I also really like. Uh, take the under, take the underwhelming uh, plus sized target in Noah Fant. Part of the trade that brought Russell Wilson here to Denver uh, when Fant went to Seattle, but he has been a bit of a disappointment, at least so far um, in terms of their usage. This just isn't a good matchup for him. Um, we can talk about tight ends in this game, but this isn't the one that you want to be doing anything with the over on. Take the under. I'm with Brad. He may not crack 20. No offense. Fade the living daylights out of him. Number three. Oh, sticking with the Iowa tight end theme. Uh, if only we had Dallas Clark and Tony Moiaki in this game, uh, our life would be complete if you're a Hawkeyes fan. Uh, but I am taking the over on George Kittle. Three and a half receptions. Uh, I actually grabbed this a plus 100 when the line opened. Uh, it's, it's still a lighter juice, a minus 105 at BetMGM. This is a sensational matchup. Uh, for Kittle on paper, as Seattle's given up 4.4 receptions and 61.4 yards per game through the air to opposing tight ends. Six tight ends have gone over the six and a half catches in a contest against him. And you look at uh, Kittle. Uh, he was a DNP. Remember in the first matchup back in week two, that was a Ross Dwelly game uh, who had one catch for a whopping 38 yards. Uh, but still in the second act, I think there's going to be a whole lot of Kittle here. He's been over in six of his last 11 contests. Um, and he did it last week with 
Purdy under center. And with Purdy at the controls, he's averaging uh, close to six targets per game. So Kittle should be highly active, uh, should be working uh, primarily in the short to intermediate field. Uh, and he'll get at least, I believe, four catches in this game. And I'm taking the over on the three and a half as a result. Minus 105 at BetMGM. Lundy, fade or follow. George Kittle is what Noah Fant wishes he could be. You know, True. you just you find that person that you look up to. You know, you talk. We talk all the time about these athletes that have the poster up in their room, right? Somebody that they idolized when they were younger. Uh, Fant would love to have uh, the options that George Kittle has in terms of an being an offensive weapon. Because I, frankly, I think Fant could do it if somebody could figure out exactly how to involve him in the offense, which Seattle hasn't done so far. But I digress. Take the over on this one. This is also um, Kittle. Um, another guy that I know you're going to talk about coming up here on the list. You want to talk about a game, folks, that you could have some fun with an OGP that you build just on receptions, which Brad and I like to do, right? Oh, give me this guy for two. Give me this guy for three. Give me this guy for three. Give me this guy for four. Put it all together. Get yourself to plus odds. Kittle is a great one to do it with. Go snag um, the you know, three catches, something like that. Build it into your OGP. I know Brad's got something coming up for you that is along those lines. Um, but this is a game with some of these targets that are perfect for that kind of a play. Yeah, no doubt about it. Go ahead and get your grubby little mints with some George Kittle again and a lighter juice and get your lips on a bottle of Suavecito on Yeho right now. We're all their products. If you like the Blanco, maybe it's a margarita action. Uh, you like the in-between, the Reposado, or you want to shell out the extra cash. It is holiday season. You deserve it after all with the extra on Yeho. Strong vanilla finish on that one is outstanding stuff. That is Suavecito to Tequila, our sponsors here on a hashtag Tequila Thursday. Pick up a bottle now. Not familiar with Suavecito? Well, in 2015, Forbes magazine in New York City contacted 10 tequila experts around the country, one in Cali, Texas, Florida, New York, and asked them a simple question. Uh, what is the best tasting tequila in these United States of America? And one week later, on the front page of Forbes magazine, was a picture of a bottle of Suavecito Añejo. Grab some love juice tonight and throw a betting fiesta on this hashtag tequila Thursday. Get Suavecito at any total wide and more or ask for where you are. We consider it a favor. Gracias. Number two. All right, Numero Dose here. Let's uh, do an OGP slash SGP and come with me on this one, Lundy. Uh, would you kindly? I'm going to go leg numero uno, DK Metcalf, under 84 and a half for receiving yards. And I'm going to slap that together with Marquise Goodwin, uh, the former track star, 10 plus receiving yards. And, oh, let's slap that together with a third leg. Why the hell not? It's a Thursday. It's nearly Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, CMC, 35-plus receiving yards. All three of those legs hit. You're looking at a plus 140 at DraftKings. If you look at DK Metcalf, uh, a guy that's been kind of up and down this season, you know, the 84-and-a-half yards, rather strong. Now, he has achieved that in two of his last three games, but in the first matchup, which I think will be kind of a similar showing here in week two, six targets, four catches, 35 yards. That's it. Now, he may, you know, flirt with 50 or 60 yards, but 84 and a half, does he get to 85 yards? It's one of the stellar secondaries of the NFL. Uh, I don't see it happening, so I'm going to take the under there. Uh, as for Marquise Goodwin, 
uh, guy uh, is number one right now among all wide receivers in yards per target with 11.8. He has been over this number in seven straight games. Uh, he's averaging 20-plus routes per contest here in his last four. Uh, he's a guy that usually operates on uh, some of those post routes, some of those slants, and that 10- to 15-yard range. So, honestly, this is one catch. Uh, that's all he needs, and I think he's going to cash on that. Probably get a couple of receptions uh, from the deft hand of one Geno Smith. And you look at CMC at the 35-plus receiving yards, uh, a guy that has uh, done this in seven of his last 10 games, so stretching back to his days in Carolina. Uh, he has got 41 targets in his last six contests, uh, those with the San Francisco 49ers. I got no Debo Samuel, and I think that's absolutely critical here to his usage underneath. Uh, Debo accounted for 7.7 .7 targets per game, and then throwing in the fact, too, uh, that Seattle is giving up 5.5 receptions and 44 and a half receiving yards per game. Five guys have gone over this at the running back position this year. And I think that leg will hit. So, uh, Lundy, fade or follow, what leg screws it up? If you are fading, DK Metcalf under 84 and a half receiving yards, Marquise Goodwin, 10 plus receiving yards, or the football factory CMC, 35 plus receiving yards, plus 140. At DraftKings. Well, if anything is gonna if anything's gonna screw it up, Brad, it's probably gonna be DK. Um, because I, I just I you you laid out the perfect reasoning for CMC. I think Goodwin gets well over that number. So the fact that you're only sitting at 10. So by matter of elimination, if there is a leg on this that is going to screw you up, um, I've got to think that it's DK just because if all of a sudden something happens, he you know, he 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 breaks a little extra yardage. Um, after the catch, something like that, that winds up pushing him up over this total. You know, if he gets to, you know, a couple weeks ago against the Rams, he had a catch for 40 yards. Like if something like that happens, I think your under could be uh, a little underwhelming, uh, shall we say, on your uh, SGP. But in general, I like the direction that you're going with this. Obviously, up against a good San Francisco defense, I think it's likely that Metcalf stays under this number, but you got to cross your fingers that he doesn't break something big and you're sweating late in the fourth. Yeah, no doubt about that. Speaking of sweating, Lundy, uh, I'm already starting to pull up with some of the nervous thoughts I'm surely going to have coming up. But we'll say bonus time in a minute. Let's get to number one. Number one. Uh, speaking of the football factory, he's going to crank out a platinum hit in the box score tonight, I believe. I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey over. Four and a half receptions, minus 115 at DraftKings. For all the reasons I mentioned why I like him on the 35-plus receiving yards, it's just the Debo absence uh, that is most, I think, uh, supportive of him getting to five-plus catches. Again, Debo uh, racked up 7.7 .7 targets per game. Uh, those looks have got to be spread out somewhere from Brock Purdy, who uh, is going to receive a lot of pressure. You know, you look at the Seattle front line, they're in a serve and aggressive unit. And a young quarterback, why not go to one of the you know greatest uh, underneath weapons in the game right now? Could catch a little two-yard flare and take it for 25 or take it to the damn house. Uh, you look at CMC, uh, he has, uh, again, those 41 targets, his uh, six games uh, in, in his last six games with San Francisco. Uh, he has hit the over on this uh, in three of his last seven. So kind of up and down in that capacity. But Seattle giving up 5.5 receptions per game to the position. So, Lundy, I know it's a McCaffrey-heavy pod so far. 
Does this one fail me? Christian McCaffrey over four and a half receptions, minus 115 at DraftKings. Not a fan. Not a fan oh, of this one because I'm worried that you're going to get hooked. Now, that said, um, they got to get him involved. Um, you've been talking about Debo. We've talked about what the game script might look like. Um, we're talking about a hostile environment in Seattle. All of those things should mean that we're going to see heavy involvement with CMC as they try to um, you know, move the ball up and down the field as best they can. So I can see why you want to do it. I'm not a fan of this one. I would probably stay away uh, personally. But for San Francisco to have success, he probably needs to get over this number. So I can see, like, like I said, a game script that sort of requires the idea of getting behind this one. I just, eh, eh, kind of meh, could be the hangover talking. Um, I'm <laughs> meh uh, on this one, so I might stay away from it. But I, again, I understand the logic of why you'd want to chase this one. Gonna make you sweat. Bop, 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 baby. Yeah, the CMC Football Factory is certainly going to do that, along with some of these bonus time bets. Uh, Luddy, uh, go ahead and slap on another layer of Old Spice because uh, you're going to pull up in all the wrong places. What else you got on your card tonight? Uh, let me throw an anytime touchdown out there for you. I know a lot of folks uh, try to take advantage of the primetime uh, games and the bonuses that a lot of the books do. Give me DK Metcalf at plus 170. I'm getting Ooh, seduced okay. by that number. Um, you know, Kenneth Walker is even money. He's plus 100 uh, right now at DK, but I'm going to get seduced a little bit by that really sexy number with DK Metcalf. So I'm going to take a plus 170 on an anytime touchdown. Brad, I told you I love putting together those receptions one game parlay SGPs. So I did this one at DraftKings this morning. Check this out. Uh, CMC, who we were just talking about, give me Christian McCaffrey at three or more catches. George Kittle, who we talked about, at three or more catches. Marquise Goodwin at two or more yeah. catches. And finally, Tyler Lockett with four or more. Pretty achievable numbers, right? Throw all of those together, plus 115. Kind of surprising that, that that low of a threshold actually gets you to plus odds with those four. Lockett, four plus. Goodwin, two plus. Kittle, three plus. CMC, three plus. Plus 115 at DraftKings. Then two picks for you on the ice tonight. Pretty a solid um, schedule of games that the uh, that the NHL has tonight. Ten of them uh, in total. Give me Pittsburgh just straight on the money line at a minus 115. Um, right now, uh, Florida's playing their fourth game in six days. So even though the Panthers are at home, um, I think they're a little bit tired. Pittsburgh right now looks really good uh, in the East. They're playing really well. Um, and Florida, even though, you know, at how they've been performing, they're getting outshot, which you know Sidney Crosby and company will do. Um, so I'll take Pittsburgh just straight on the money line against Florida. That's a minus 115. And then put together a three-leg money line in the NHL tonight. All three heavy home favorites. Give me the Devils at home against Philadelphia. Give me the Lightning at home against the Blue Jackets. And give me the red-hot Boston Bruins, who basically are unstoppable at home right now against the LA Kings. If you put all three of those together, you're going to get a nice plus 151. Ooh. And again, heavy home favorites, but all of them should win and should win relatively easily. So take that payday on the ice tonight. Oh, man, that's a spicy one. I like that quite a bit. I know the, nothing about hockey. I know that is your bread and butter. So why not follow Lundy on it for S's and G's? Uh, let's go back to the Thursday night affair there on Amazon. And I just threw this together. 
uh, on DraftKings on a same-game parlay. Uh, you and I are both on the same page with Marquise Goodwin. I got two-plus receptions. And the other guy I want to throw in this, just a two-legger, is Jawan Jennings, three-plus receptions. You get a plus odds. Plus 110 on that SGP. Jennings, another one of those guys that can pick up the slack from the vacated uh, you know, spot of Debo Samuel and those seven-plus targets per game. Uh, Jennings uh, primarily works out of the slot. Going to get a lot of Kobe Bryant, C-O-B-Y, in this game, who is the primary slot DB for Seattle. Uh, Bryant has given up a 108.3 passer rating to his assignment. So I like Jennings. Uh, could be a sneaky good guy in very deep fantasy leagues if you have multiple flexes, if you want to entertain uh, rolling the dice and putting them in your playoff matchup. Uh, let's go to college basketball, shall we? It's a light slate tonight, uh, uh, but the game that really stands out to me is UC Irvine. I'm going to take the plus one and a half on the road against the Broncos of Santa Clara. Uh, if you take the money line, I grabbed it this morning at plus 100. I don't hate that either. Uh, you look at Irvine, number 62 in Bartorvik overall. Uh, Santa Clara, number 117. So Irvine, the better team uh, in general, and a very good defensive squad. Number 47 in the country, an effective field goal percentage. D only giving up 29.1%. Uh, from along the arc, and that is pivotal because uh, Santa Clara jacks a boatload of threes. So if they're out there challenging shots and those shots are not falling, I think UCI will have a leg up in this game. And watch out for DJ Davis, who has been outstanding for them, a guy that's shooting 46.6% from three. And it's not like he's only taking three shots. He's 27 of 58 from way downtown on the season. So I like UC Irvine. Go and eaters, and the other matchup I like. I like the under in the Wisconsin game. They're playing Lehigh. Uh, it was north of three hundred uh, in Bart Torvik standings. It's one thirty-four on the total. I think it's uh, a little too high. You know, Wisconsin a good chance will crack seventy points. But what will Lehigh end up with? I think they're going to be lucky to get to fifty-five. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, this is a a, a style. Uh, that contrasts uh, because Wisconsin, number 327 adjusted tempo, Lehigh, number 24 in that category. So Wisconsin's going to apply the brakes, frustrate this Lehigh team that likes to play up-tempo. Not only that, Lehigh, number 332 college basketball and adjusted offensive efficiency, uh, though they are shooting 37.3% from outside. Still, you know, Wisconsin doesn't give up much from outside, only 28.8%. Uh, and uh, they have the, had their circles offensively at times. Number 221, an effective field goal percentage offense. So this all factors in, all plays in to the under 134 heading in Lehigh, Wisconsin. And one NBA player, uh, play for you. Speaking of the under, I'm going to take it on Giannis. 44 to half points plus rebounds against the Grizz. Uh, Giannis hasn't done this in four straight games. Uh, a guy that's averaging 30.5 points per game and 11 rebounds per game here in the month of December. That's below the 44 and a half. Uh, last year against Memphis, he was over in one matchup, under in the un other. And you look at Memphis in the last 10, seventh fewest opponent rebounds per game allowed and third fewest points per game allowed. I don't think Giannis gets to 45 in points plus 
rebounds. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed 5 Podcast presented by Suavecito. Again, go out, pick a bottle right now, Total Wine and More, or wherever you buy your liquor. And if they don't have it, demand it. It's wonderful stuff. Again, I love the vanilla finish on that. Uh, drop us a rating and or review. Would you kindly, if you enjoy this podcast, also fade or follow us on Twitter, our free spreadsheets, all of our picks in there that we're tracking, the good, the bad, the ugly. Lundy at Nate Lundy, myself at Noisy Huevos. For Nate Lundy, who is uh, going to, I think, inject an IV uh, to recover from the Christmas party last Pedialyte. night. Pedialyte. Pedialyte. Give me some. Bartender. Your friend. Bartender. Yes. They should really, I, I'm telling you, bars need to start stocking that stuff, Brad. Got to have it uh, behind the counter. In a night. In a like, night. Last call. You get a drink. It's a Pedialyte. Yeah. They need it in one of those little coolers. You know, like you see those little branded refrigerators that, that they put the energy drinks and stuff in. You need one uh, for Pedialyte. But, uh, yes, uh, I will be uh, uh, taking in a lot of fluids uh, very quickly uh, to be able to rehydrate my body because we got a game to bet on tonight. Uh, damn straight. It is Ashton Tequila Thursday. Enjoy Seahawks and Niners. And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you.